Yes, people, we are in day seven of the BFI London Film Festival. Today, we've got two films for you. You know what I mean? So let's get things popping. So let's jump into the journey strand and take a look at Ha. Okay, people. So today we are looking at Ha. Right? This is the new film from Ben Hecking. Right? Ben Hecking. He writes, he directs, he also produces the film along with Amanda Atkins, Carolina Cordero, Patricia D'Intino, Kate Kennedy, Jez Marshall, and Leo Pinter. It's associate produced by Alexander Newland. Alistair Reed handles the music. Hecking also does cinematography. Callum Reed edits the piece. Jenna Handley is on costume design, while Ian Galkoff is the art department. Right, so um, yes, our cast we have Kate Kennedy as Jeff, Jack Morris is Bill, Balaz Balazars. Kuzko is Lazolo. Um, Eva Magia is Ild. Claudia Jolly is Alex. Veneti Balagon is Dan. Maddie Rice is Caro. Will Brown is Tim. Grace Chilton is Tam, and Agata Duna is the real estate agent. So the gist of the film is, uh, as Jeff runs errands and navigates the dying embers of an ill-advised affair, news from home and a chance encounter prompt her to reassess the relationships in her life, right, um, yeah, she's been in the decade, she's, you know, she's been in the film industry as a production manager for a decade, 32, you know, and yeah, she's dealing with a lot, right, so um, this is the first film that we've looked at in the journey strand, yes, and um, it's really interesting, right, it's got a look of an 80s flick, right, and um, then I learned it because it was shot on a Super 8, and you're like, okay, makes a lot of sense because you know there's times when there's little jumps and, and and things like that so yeah that's the thing also another interesting fact i found right so ha that's that did i say that i feel i did 
right? Ha. In German, it means hair, but in Scotland, it means fog, right? I think it's just fog in general. It might be coastal fog, but yeah, that's what ha, H-A-A-R means. So this is really like a, a slice of life film, right? Because we are dealing with just about, about a 24 hour period, you know? Um, Jeff, she's just finished filming on a vampire TV series. <laughs> yeah, a vampire TV series that she's been making in Budapest. And, um, yeah, there's a few things on her mind. Like, she's been, you know, it says affair, but I feel affairs are only affairs if they're with someone that's already in a relationship. But, yeah, she's sleeping with the, the star of the show, American actor, right? And as far as we know, he's single. So I don't think it's an affair. I, I, I don't know why it's called an affair when it's like that. But yeah, they've been, you know, fooling around. So there's things to think about with that, right? The, the she, Everything's wrapped. So she's going around giving people presents, you know, wrap gifts, all of that stuff. Dealing with other, you know, just the, the minutiae that hasn't been done from this, you know, season filming, then there's going home, you know, getting all of that sorted, but she also gets some bad news, well, it's not bad news, mm, it's weird news, and she's, there's something else that could be going on, so she, there's all of these different things that we see her dealing with her phone is blowing up so she's uh not really taking phone calls and i think a big thing that we notice with old jeff her people skills not necessarily the best right and it's not necessarily we see a crazy rude to people i just think it's she's one of those people that i think communicating isn't, like, it's not, it's not your strong point, but it's very temperamental, right, you have to be in the mood to do things, right, and have certain conversations, otherwise it can just be, it's a struggle, it's tough, you know, trying to engage, so, yeah, we notice that, and then with all this stuff that's going on and some other stuff that goes down, you can think, okay, yeah, like talking and engaging could be tough. But you also get the sense that even without that news, she's not going to be, you know, the life of a party. She's not, I mean, if you are with her one-on-one, -on -one, maybe. But in a group setting, nah, nah. And she's always going to be a bit difficult to get hold of and all of those things. That's the sense you kind of get. Well, I did anyway. But it, it's just like looking at all of these different things. 
right? Because there's exes, you know, there's colleagues, parents, all of these different people that she's interacting with in the course of this day, her driver. And we just see how all of that goes, right? These different situations. Like there's some uncomfortable, there's a situation where she's talking with someone, you can clearly see she does not want to be in that conversation, right? It is keeping it nice and high, yeah, boom, boom. But it's just like, there's no room for small talk. Jeff ain't a small talk person, essentially. So it's just all of these things. But, you know, we also then see that, like, she's not terrible, right? Someone wants help or advice, and she's like, yeah, okay, you can call me. You know what I mean? So we just see these different sides of Jeff and the different kind of things that she's wanting out of life right, and pondering, you know, so things affect her, we see certain conversations affect her in different ways, and things people say, right, we can see that taking a toll, but there's this other thing happening with her, which doesn't necessarily get resolved, now, it could be due to something else that is going down with her, I don't think we really know because I think once she gets one thing clarified, this other thing still happens again. So it's just like, yeah, there's a there's a lot going down. But I liked it. I like this film. You know, it's only around eighty minutes, right? It's only around eighty minutes, and. I find these kind of stories, these personal, intimate stories that are just basically on the strength of interactions. But I think that was part of the joy of Before Sunrise, right? Because, you know, Jesse and, um, oh, my God. My mind has gone blank. But, you know, they're walking around. Um, frack, my mind is just, oh, boy. But, you know, what I mean, they're walking around the city, right? And it's just all of these different people that they meet. Remember, they meet those, those people that are putting on a play, right? There's other couples, other like, just those conversations. It's fascinating. And then the conversations they have, that's the joy of the film. It's a bit similar to um, In Search of a Midnight Kiss, right? It's about these different conversations had while walking around, while your, your average day, you know, is happening. And so we see all of these, which then give you this greater insight into Jeff. Because I think at first, it might seem that she's a bit cold, a bit rude, a bit standoffish. But then you learn, no, not necessarily, right? There's just these other things that she's dealing with. 
you know, we, we see that, yeah, she still has these different feelings and needs, right? And if someone cuts off a video call in the middle of shit, God damn, that, that's going to be frustrating as a motherfucker, right? That's going to be frustrating, boy. So, yeah, I think yeah, it, it's dealing with a lot of different things. And the end, right, we, we see certain, I, I mean, it's, it's not so much resolutions, but I feel that the character has a kind of, if not renewed or new, but I think a better sense of certain relationships and possibly what she wants from life, you know? But it's an emotional 24 hours. It's an emotional time, right? Work is up in the air. You know, she doesn't know if they're getting a season two, you know, doesn't know about relationship, you know, what she's doing, right? So, and then there's all this other stuff that goes down, which is definitely going to impact everything else. So, you know, but we leave her at this point where there seems to be a, a different level of clarity from when we first meet her. You know, so Kennedy does a great performance of just having this faceted character who's just on this, you know, kind of emotional roller coaster, right? Kind of this emotional roller coaster, but giving us these different nuances because sometimes it's not like, so happy or so sad is that in between and Kennedy does a great job of walking between the raindrops right does a great job of that so I yeah I I did enjoy this film now unfortunately people this one you know I ran across this one after the fact so it already it's already played played on saturday 7th at prince charles and then sunday the 8th at the bfi south bank so uh, yes there is um no more plays at the london film festival so that is definitely a shame and as of right now i don't have any more details but if by before i throw this up you know i come across anything else of course it will be on the website you know what i mean like with everything else people it will be on the website so you can um you know track that down right follow the director the cast all of that jazz but yeah, I, I will definitely recommend checking out her. And especially if you are a fan of stuff like the Before Trilogy, you know. Um, yeah, In Search of a Midnight Kiss. Jesus Christ. 
man, my memories. Like, I have not slept much during this festival, man. I think I'm averaging two hours a night. And I think I've got to that point where, um, yeah, my hard drive needs rebooting. <laughs> but yes, people, go give her a look. Because it's a lovely little film. All right. And now let's end with a special presentation joint. It is faux. Okay, so people, faux. This is the new film from Gareth Davis. He co-wrote it. He ugh, he co-wrote it with Ian Reed, and it's an adaptation of a novel Reed wrote um, of the same name uh, in 2018, I believe that came out, you know what I mean? So the film is produced by Ian Canning, Gareth Davis, uh, Kerry Kaskansky-Roberts, and Emily Sherman. It's executive produced by Robert Wallach. Um, we've got Ian Reed, Dawn Parus, David Levine, Samantha Lang. It is co-produced by Kate Glover, uh, Jonathan Schwartz, and Libby Sharp. Music, we have Oliver Coates, Park Gia and Agnes Abel. Oh, Agnes Abel. Yeah. Um, cinematography is Matthias Erdley. Peter Skibaras edits the piece. Francine Maisler and Kirsty McGregor handled the casting. Production design is Patrice. Vermet, Art Direction, we have Juliet John, Andrew Katie, Sarah Lacombe, Janie Parker, and Rennie Watson. Set decoration is Vanessa Cern and Quinn Delaney Verdus, with Alice Badage handling the costume design. Uh, hair, makeup, all of that. We got Petter Dunstall, Samuel James, Ebony Kay, Helen Magelkis, Lee Muir, Selena Pretzel, Nicole Shippity, Megan Tiltman. So, our cast, well, we have got. Dum -dum -dum. Cerise Ronan as Hen, Henrietta. Paul Mescal is her husband, Junior. Um, there is Terence, played by Aaron Pierre. Mm, some of uh, Terence's colleagues are played by Jordan Chudzinza, uh, William Freeman. Jalen Ong, Patrick Williams, 
David Woods, Yis Spence, Shamita Siva, Tally Friday. Uh, the Waitress is played by Shannon Berry. Uh, another one is played by Nell Feeney. Um, yeah, that's probably our, our main lot of people. The gist of the story is this. The lives of a married couple are turned upside down when a stranger arrives at their farm and informs the husband he will be sent to a large space station and his wife will be left in the company of a human life replicant. So a kind of a robot, but organic, right? So this is set in a dystopian near future. Yeah, like, I, I can't remember if we're told the exact day. I don't believe we are, but there's still cars and all of that kind of jazz, you know? So, like, the idea of this is intriguing, you know what I mean? Like, because... I think water is scarce in this world. We, we start off with Hen in the shower and she's crying. She looks very sad. And when, the, you know, the shower's stopped, we get, well, there's like some narration, you know, it's Hen talking, but over then stuff that we're seeing. Um, but we see her recycle the water. So to collect the water that's in the bottom of the bath for something, right? So you can be like, okay, yeah, we, we have a scarcity of water. This makes sense. And, um, you know, she's with her husband. They're on this farm that's a, it's been in his family for generations. But all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. Well, someone's driving, it's late, it's mad late. And it's this guy, Terence. He knows their names, right? They're very confused. And he's just like, listen, I work for this company, out, out number, I believe it is, right? And um, they, you know, they, they've got all of these different programs supposedly to help society. And the new one is, this space station and they're sending people there and so they put that he puts that out there but the thing is only one of them because at first they're like we why would we want that and he's just like nope just one of you junior and then he tells them well you don't have to decide anything yet there's this won't happen for two years Right, so you're like, hmm, okay, interesting. Right, and he also says that, well, we then, you know, thing a, a couple of things happen, not a lot, right? But he's back, right? And that's one of the weird things about this film because there's no real time frame. You know, there's nothing that lets you understand. Oh, okay. Yeah, clearly this amount of time has passed. You know, there's no... So 
you know, you can't even look at the characters and be like, oh, wait, he suddenly got stubble or her hair's got longer. So obviously, amount of time is part, there's nothing, you know, or maybe there was a, a more visual cue that I just missed. But as far as I'm aware, there's nothing that indicates the time, you know. So when he, Terence, appears again, it doesn't seem that two years have gone by. But, you know, he's back and he's just like, right, so this is happening now. And the the thing that he didn't tell them the first time was that they will create a duplicate of junior right they're going to create this duplicate to keep hen company because it would not be humane to leave her all on her own in the middle of nowhere you know so they're like oh yeah we're gonna create this but yeah the, so i think right this film it seems like it's trying to explore the notion of love, relationships, connections, you know, and what makes us human, right? They seem to be the themes. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it seemed to be. But I think there's just, there was things that just weren't, I don't know, weren't very clear to me, right? Because firstly, if this duplicate was basically a, a straight up, you know, they say it would know, have the same memories, you know, just can do the same things, then why not send the duplicate into space? Right? That was, yeah, that, that was something that was just like, wait, why wouldn't we just do that? Yeah, and I think it's just, we don't see enough, like, from Hen and Junior to kind of see this great connection, right? There's a weird bit, at the, like, after Terence goes the first time, they kind of have a, a bit of a, it's not so much an argument. He wants to talk about it right now, but it's late. She's like, I want to go to bed. And I, I, I'm feeling ill, so can you sleep in a spare room? So he's like, what? And she's like, just go in the spare room. So he goes in the spare room. Then we have her go into the spare room and be like, I missed you. But it's just like, but no time has passed, right? So there's just these things that aren't necessarily clear. But... In the interactions that we see between Junior and Hen, it's not necessarily loving or caring. You know, there, there's a, like there's a lot of shortness. You know, like oh god, I th what are we ah oh, that's not what I said or oh, just do this or I'm not moving. Right? There's a lot of that. You know, he, this, this farm has been in his family, granted, but it's like, it seems to be, the things seem to be on his terms rather than what might be good for her. 
you know, we, there's there's just this stuff. It's like there's a thing that happens with Junior's neck that does not get like brought up at all. You're just like, wait, what what just happened here? Yeah, yeah, it's just not addressed, which is so bizarre. You know, there's just these things that happen. Like in the new, like a near future, a near a, a futuristic film. I'm all good with that, and the, the films that do it in a way where you know it's not necessarily you know phasers and lightsabers and all of that kind of jazz. But we never get any new music. Now, granted. Right, there's classic music. There's people who have their favorite things, but you know, I know myself with music. There's a whole lot of different things I listen to, right? And stuff depends on mood. But in in stuff like this, you know, Picard is a big one. Only classical, only classical or jazz. That's it. Nothing else exists, and you just think to yourself. Right, it's the future, and you know, like just right now, different bands, groups, solo artists appear all the time. So it's just, are we saying there's no one good from that time period? Right, there's nothing. You know, this is always something that always baffles me about about this kind of stuff. You know, but yeah, it's. I just don't, I didn't think the film, like, was able to really tell the story of these themes, right? I, I don't think it did enough to show love, right? People falling in love, being in love. I don't really think it necessarily showed what it is to be a human you know there's we get this bit where there's like a montage of different scenes none of it made any sense right and even with a re a revelation that happens those scenes still don't really make any sense you know it just seemed very disjointed. Just seemed very disjointed. Another thing that I found weird, like we there's some nudity in this, but you're kind of like, why? You know, because there's like there's a bit in you know, when it opens up and she's in the shower, but we kind of only see the head, right. Then there's another bit when they're in bed, they have sex. She's wearing a T-shirt. So you just think, like, all of a sudden, then everything's out. right? And it's just, look, I have no issue with nudity. But it's always a bit odd when it just, for no reason, like, something, it doesn't necessarily work with a scene. Right, and it doesn't even feel natural, right? So you're sleeping in bed and you get up to use the bathroom or something like that. 
you know, you're not necessarily, it's your house. You're not going to be like, I better put on a t-shirt. You know what I mean? You'd be like, ah, I'm just going to, you know? So like something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. But sometimes these scenes and you're just like, why though? I don't get it. Why? You know? But yeah, it, that, it fit in with this film because there just seemed a lot of whys, you know? We get the way people talk to each other just feels a bit unnatural. And there's these weird, like, bits where people just start laughing or, you know, crying or just shouting. It, it does not. It just doesn't seem to sink. And that's just me. It doesn't really seem to sink. I spoke to a girl after the screening. She loved it. She said she loved it. She couldn't really tell me why, but she said she loved it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem to work for me, but it seems to work for some, right? And if you missed today's screening at the Royal Festival Hall, don't worry, because it will be there tomorrow, right? Wednesday the 11th, this time at 11.30 a.m. So, uh, yes, if you want to see Foe, that is um, when you can. I think it's out in the States, right? I think it's out in the States. It's hitting Australia on the 2nd of November, I don't know when it's going to be out in the rest of the world, though, I don't seem to have a date for that, unfortunately, people, so, um, yeah, as soon as, if I find it out before, I'll put it on the website, okay, but that is faux. So there you go, day seven people, um, I really did enjoy Ha, you know, Foe was a little crazy, but hey, there you go, you know, people um, like different things, so I'm sure it will have an audience, but yeah, day seven is done, um, I think day eight we've got, I think there's three films, I could be wrong. But, um, you know, it's always interesting at the London Film Festival, people. So, um, yeah, we will see you then. Hey, go back, check out the previous six episodes. And last week's Echo Chamber is out. So go check, check out that one. All right, people, until tomorrow. Peace. Hey.